and welcome to Casa Loud Chats, a podcast dedicated to Nickelodeon's The Casa Grandes and the Loud House universe. And I'm your host, Sunny, and welcome to episode 58 of Casa Loud Chats, or as I'm calling it for my podcast, a spooky episode of Casa Loud Chats because we are in the month of October. It is spooky Halloween time. Yeah, of course, we're going to be talking about the Casa Grandes Halloween special, Curse of the Candy Goblin, and some other, other, other episodes of the Casa Grandes that aired in one Loud House episode because that's what happened this month. But I'm actually not alone in talking about all these episodes and all these special treats for you today. I have a very special returning guest on my show as I've had him on a bunch of times but I like to have him on. You know him as the host of the Ecliptic Explorers podcast the and the host of the Treehouse Sessions that I'm on is my good friend Saran. Welcome back Saran. I'm happy to be back. Been, it's been a while since we've done this. Yeah, yeah, so as I was telling him, like, last year I had him on for the the premiere of, of Casa Grande Season 2 because because he and I both used to be just Casa Grande podcasts before we all, we switched to, like, you know, to Loud House and, like, everything else in between, but I, w- I was like, well, I gotta have him on for something special with the Casa Grande and since Season 3 just started, it's like, why not, you know, to have you on again, so again, thank you so much again for doing this with me, Saran. Always fun. Okay, so I was I was gonna get, I was gonna talk about news, but there isn't a lot of news as there has been a bunch of episodes airing with the Casa Grandes and Loud House and Nickelodeon scheduling is weird right now. We don't know what episodes are airing and what's happening. There's supposed to be new episodes, I guess, this week on Friday, but again, I'm not sure about that, so don't quote me on that. There was a promo, but I don't know what's going on with Nickelodeon. <laughs> the, the, the scheduling is all over the place. So as of right now, there's either a new episode or there's not a new episode. And episodes are getting leaked all over the place too. It's like a weird situation, but we can't talk about leaked episodes. So yeah, we'll just leave we'll just leave that until later on. But the one thing I wanted to ask you, Saran, before we get into the episode reviews is Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl came out a couple weeks ago. What are your uh, thoughts about the new uh, All-Star Brawl game that came out? Well, I haven't had a lot of time to play it because I've been busy with uh, classwork and everything. But what I played of it, I played like I think two or three hours of it. It's one of those games I'm going to be terrible at for a long time, but I really enjoy it despite being terrible at it. Yeah, I mean, I I got very addicted to it once I downloaded it because. Well, I was going to play it, but then like I saw like with the game when you play arcade mode. You get, like, a bunch of, like, things that the characters say, like, quotes from the episodes, and, of course, my main would be Lincoln. So then someone, like, someone, uh, our friend Colby, showed me that one of the quotes he says mentions Roddy Ann, and I'm like, okay, I gotta buy the game just to make sure this is real, and it was, and then I got addicted to the game anyway. <laughs> yeah, it's super addicting, it's super fun. My main's Lincoln, but Lucy's also a good one, too. It's nice to have some Loud House representation in the official Nickelodeon game. So yeah, it's it's really fun. I, I I think it's a good time for sure. Lucy's overpowered. Yeah, like she actually. yeah she is OP. <laughs> She's pretty good, but 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 my main Lincoln, he has some pretty good moves. I love I love using like uh the yo yo he has or um like the water the the water gun, but Lucy is like very OP. <laughs> yeah, button yeah. mashing is my strategy. 
Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, if you haven't if you haven't gotten the Glory All Star Brawl yet, it's been out for a couple of weeks. Go download it. It's really fun if you like Smash, but with Nickelodeon characters. All right, so let's jump into the episode reviews. So we have a bunch of Casagrande episodes and a bunch of and w- not a bunch, but one Loud House episode that aired by itself. But it was the first ones that that premiered were Squawk in the Name of Love and Date with Destiny. So Squawk in the Name of Love. Sergio insists Adelaide's help to become a gentleman in order to win Priscilla back. So yes, another Sergio episode we expect from the Casagrandes, but this time Adelaide is helping out. So, uh, Saran, what'd you think about Adelaide helping out Sergio in his focus episode with uh, get uh, get trying to win Priscilla back? Well, the first thing I need to say right off the bat is, um, well, they made Sergio not just so mean and for once it was amazing to see because usually he's so insufferable but he was a different kind of bird i was gonna say person but he's not a person (laughs) but uh yeah they made him very emotional he's not this mean spirited the whole time obviously that was negated out later in other episodes but it was nice to see him um, have a have a personality for once that isn't mean spirited. Now Adelaide helping him was something I expected. Carl and Adelaide, based off the uh, way the episode was going to be, but I didn't expect it to be a uh, where Adelaide helps him out so much. But mm. I did like it. You liked what? I liked seeing Adelaide help out Sergio so much. It's a dynamic we have not gotten much in the show. Yeah, yeah. It was, um, like, my uh, my feeling about the episode was basically they know we don't particularly like the Sergio episodes. So they're like, okay, we can... The only way we'll get the fans to watch a Sergio episode is if we put a character in that everybody likes. Who, who do people like? Adelaide, let's throw her in! <laughs> you know? And, like, because anytime right. Adelaide's in an episode, she is going to make that episode great just from her personality and how she is as a character and yeah like you said like i actually really like this episode because it's so- it's something like you know how season two we had no egrets where sergio took care of the baby birds and it felt like you really could sympathize with him and it's like okay he really does care about these baby birds just taking a while to do that but then, then they just turn around and then Sergio just acts like a really mean bird again, like in Just Be Cool and like Bad Cluck and some other episodes, or even like in a, as a side character, like again in the the episode that shall not be named Gossipy Girl, where he ruins everything. <laughs> it's like, or even a certain Halloween episode we'll talk about. Uh, gosh, you know, he's just everywhere. But like this episode, yeah, like I felt. Like, okay, now Sergio's actually sympathetic. I can relate to him. I can understand him and actually care for him because despite him, you know, being a te- like really a terrible boyfriend to Priscilla, you totally understand why Priscilla would break up with him so many times. He actually did attempt to get her back and really did want to, you know, get her back and actually does care for Priscilla and did the best he could, you know. It may not, it, like, this, this, honestly, this won't affect Sergio in, in, in the long run because once he has a good episode, you know, he goes back to being a bird brain again. But for one episode, you know, <laughs> it's good to actually see some nice, like, hey, Sergio can be a very 
relatable character if you just don't make him an asshole for the entire episode like certain other episodes. If you do something like this, we will like Sergio, but then, then you turn around and don't make him likable again, so I don't know. But yeah, Adelaide was the best part. I love seeing her and Carl together, of course. You know, you always love seeing Carl and Adelaide together. It's always a joy that they add to an episode. And yeah, no, yeah. I, it was pretty good. I must say, they really did impress me that I that I actually did enjoy a Sergio episode for once. But this probably will be the last time for a while. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. Uh, and let me just say this. Yeah. The I'm just going to say this right now. The Carl hate is unjustified. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I don't, you know, again, I, I'm not hating on Carl, like, the thing is, like, I'm mostly just, like, criticizing the fact that he got to so much in season two that it bothered me, because, again, Roddy Ann is my favorite character, and she's the main character of the show, and she shouldn't be pushed to the side for another character, so, but now I'm just like, okay, I'm used to the fact they're just gonna use Carl a lot. Because you kind of have to. He's like a great character, <laughs> you know. Right. So written very well. I do not. I do not. I'm not on the Carl hate train. I'm more just like, okay, I like Carl, but if you but if you do too much, it'll just be oversaturation. You know what I mean? So right. I get that. I understand that. But there are people that are taking this to the point of I hate him because he got so many episodes. That's not the way you should go. Yeah, yeah. I mean, people take things too literally, but. I can't, I can't not say it for myself as Gossipy Girl ruined Becky's character for me. So, you know, <laughs> I mean, one of those ballparks, yeah. but sadly, that's just how it is with that. Carl hasn't done anything to make me hate him yet. Let's hope not. <laughs> <laughs> just please no. Sergio has. So, okay. Like Sergio, yeah, you get one episode, but I know for a fact you'll turn around and make me hate you again. So for, for, for this time, okay, fine. But. It, that won't last because the next episode afterwards. But you know, um, is there any any other final thoughts on uh, Squawk in the Name of Love before we go to the other episode? No, that's really all I have to say on it. All right, good. Cause we got a big one. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yes, date with destiny. Okay, the episode I was right about everything in the entire episode. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um. So Rosa hears in Ernesto Estrella prediction that Maria and Arturo could get back together. So Saran, of course, this is the big Maria and Arturo episode we've all been anticipating for, waiting for. And Ernesto comes back, and it's about Roddy and Bobby thinking their parents could get back, could get back together. What are your overall thoughts on how they handled this episode? You're handling divorced parents in this episode. Well, I've seen a lot of shows. I wouldn't say a lot, but I've seen quite a few shows that have had to deal with the divorced parents storyline. None of them have done it as well as this episode because they, while they didn't provide a backstory, I feel like that would uh, be helpful. But I do think that they went about it in a way we kind of get the picture as to why they divorced. So I, I do think that this episode has that strength. And the other thing, the other big part that I wanted to bring up was Marie and T-Bone, I, apparently they dated. Mm-hmm, yeah, that was a thing. <laughs> I didn't expect them to be dating, but I guess it does make sense when you go back to previous episodes and see what they said to each other, like in vip I think is what it was. Yes, he was um, in VIP'd. And... They and uh, T Bone said, "You're still 
you're you're you snuck out when you were younger. And she's like, you're still doing this? You're still doing backstage hand? And it was like, oh, the, so they know each other. Yeah. There's a dynamic there that we need. We still know, don't know a lot about. And they apparently dated. And like, when 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 Tipo comes back, Maria was like blushing. Like she was like still really into this guy. Like she was ready to get back together with him, which was crazy to me because like you know her Arturo obviously have no spark anymore. But but what she was like so into Tipo, and I'm like wow. Like you two broke up and you still want to get back together with this guy. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, um, I, I, I mean, I said a lot on the Treehouse sessions about this episode, but of course this is my podcast, so I have to say a lot about it. But yeah, like, uh, I, I can't believe that I got a lot of stuff right about this episode, mainly because, like, in the beginning, they basically took the script of Horoscope and just crossed off Roddy and they even put Maria, because when Arturo, not Arturo, uh, when Ernesto shows up on the TV, he says, I'm talking about the water side, and then Horoscope, he says, I'm talking about the fire side, and Rosa's like, oh, Maria, that's you, and then Horoscope, she says, oh, but Ronaldo, that's you, and then it's like, uh, R- R- Rosa's telling Maria, oh, you're gonna get back together with your ex, and she's like, oh, I don't believe in that Ernesto stuff, and then Horoscope, Roddy, doesn't believe in Horoscope, so I was, I was not expecting a horoscope shout out but the fact that they did do it i was very happy that they actually did give that to me so thank you casa grandes and also just another thing like we didn't get the divorce backstory but we did get a little backstory into how arturo maria met because rosa said to roddy and bobby oh they had their first day at the pier which i've had a headcanon for years that maria actually lived in Great Lake City before she moved to Royal Woods to take to uh raise their raise her kids with Arturo. So the fact that they probably met in Great Lake City, I'm like, yes, my confirma- confirmation by my, my headcake confirmed. And then also like Bobby being really into the idea of his parents getting back together was also a thing I thought about because he's the oldest, so he's probably had more experience with the divorce than Roddy Ann. So I understand him being really into it. But Roddy Ann I really didn't expect her to really buy into the idea of it, especially because it's coming from Ernesto. Literally the person that predicted to her that she was going to find love two seasons ago, and she didn't believe it until there were there were signs that maybe, like, she was freaking out over it could happen. So, maybe she's warmed up to the idea that, okay, maybe Ernesto could be right this time. And what I did like about this versus Horoscope was... Ernesto's prediction was more clear than what Horoscope did, because my main complaint about Horoscope was the ending where, you know, Ernesto said Rodian would find love, and then since, like, oh, you found my love bird, which to me did not make any clear sense to the, to the, the meaning of, no, Ernesto meant romantic love, he did not mean you will find a love bird, like, you will find an animal. Here, Ernesto was very clear about Maria will get back together with an ex, and then happiness will ensue. Yes, she got back together with an ex. It didn't work out, but she did get back together with one at one point. And then at the end, you know, they all were reassured that they'll still be a family. So I will give Ernesto points that he was absolutely correct in this sense. And now I have a better understanding of how Ernesto goes about his predictions. There's, uh, there has to be some kind of loophole to figure. That's like some clue to figure out there's going to be a twist on this. Well, it might not be the thing you're thinking, but it could be at the end anyway. But yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I really like the way they handle this. I don't think it's the best portrayal of, like, handling divorced parents like, the a, a show because Big City Greens, I know they have divorced parents and I think they've handled that a little bit well 
with that, especially because they, they've done a backstory with um the, the two parents' meetings. They've done that already versus Arturo and Maria. But I do like how it's like, well, Maria and Arturo, they just don't have a spark. And that's okay. Couples just don't have a spark anymore, and that's fine. Like, there's no bad blood between Arturo and Maria. They're not fighting. It may be a little awkward, but they're still getting along because they both love their 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 kids. And even though Bobby and Ronnie really did think that if their parents got back together, it could be a full ta- full life of happiness, still, even though their parents are divorced, that doesn't mean that your family's broken apart. You could still have a happy life together and just be a family. I think that's super sweet, so... I think they handled it the best way this show could do it because they can't really get into the meat and the meat and the meat of a bad divorce or breakup. They could just handle it in the in the nicest way possible. So I think they exceeded my expectations higher than I thought because I was like, oh well, how are they gonna handle it? It's like, yeah, that's the this is the best way they could have got gone about it for the Casa Grande. So I'm really happy just the fact of like I knew everything that was gonna happen in the episode. I predicted it. I got it right. Except for the X thing. I didn't really see that coming. But everything else I was like, yes, I knew it and I'm very satisfied. So I'm very happy they at least finally did an Arturo Maria episode in the show like this. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, as we go back to the spark, the not having a spark thing, I think that's, a, for now at least, a good reason to not have a backstory. Because that is enough of a fact to see, okay, this is why they're divorced. They didn't have a spark. That's That suffices for now. But I do think that at some point they should and probably will try to do a backstory that isn't too too crazy because of the obviously because of the audience of the show yeah i mean they basically made fun of the fandom and that one scene where maria was talking about how she became a nurse and when Roddy had uh lost her and she's like and that's how i became a nurse and we're like what where's the backstory <laughs> where is it like that was casa grande's giving us the middle finger like we're not gonna give you guys a backstory <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I hope at least they they try to do something, like, again, like, another Maria and Arturo episode where maybe Bobby, Ronnie, and ask how they met. Like, I really want them to do, like, a Homer and Marge backstory flashback episode with just Maria and Arturo meeting. I mean, they kind of, they kind of showed how, like, Carlos and uh, Frida met in in Going Overboard, and then they had some, they had a scene in one of the shorts where how, um, Rosa and Hector met in school, so, like, I don't see why they can't just show a little flashback to how Maria and Arturo met, because, like, Maria is, like, you know, she's, she's, like, a closeted case, like, there's so much about Maria that we don't know, she's had a crazy life, and I think they need to unpack more of that with Maria, and if they just give a little bit of, like, maybe how they met again, or, like, how maybe something didn't work out between them. That would be a little... That would be nice. Just a, just a sprinkle of it. You don't have to do a big episode. You could just do a tiny bit of it to reassure us, okay, here's something that will show you that they kind of did whatever, how they met or how they had their kids or whatever. So, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they tried to do it, but I'm at least happy they did this episode. I was worried they would never do an Arturo Maria episode at all in the show, but they finally did it. I'm very happy about it, so... If, we, if it's just this episode, we never get a backstory episode, I guess I'm just okay with that. Yeah, I'm okay and content with what we got. I, I have to ma- I'm going to make that very clear. I'm very happy and content with what we got. But obviously, if they do another one that's more in-depth about their backstory, 
I won't be opposed to that at all. Yeah, me too. One more thing I want to say before we continue is that I'm very happy to see Ernesto again. <laughs> I've missed Ar- Ernesto so much. George Lopez is amazing as Ernesto. It's it's I I, I I'm like very surprised that Ernesto never returned in season two and it took them this long to bring him back. I don't know why he never came back in season two. It's been like it's been since season one since we've seen them. So hopefully this means Ernesto will come back again in season three. Cause he can't, he 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 appeared twice in season one, so I'd love to see more Ernesto. Bring back more Ernesto. I love him. He's the best. <laughs> <laughs> He's great. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, uh, any other final thoughts on Date with Destiny? No, I think that's uh, all I've got. Yeah, one last thing I'll say too is that I was really, I was also very happy that it was also focused on Roddy and Bobby. Since again, we don't get a lot of episodes about Roddy and Bobby in the show. The last time we got one was Guilt Trip or even like Casa Christmas. So again, give us more Bobby and Roddy and interaction because this episode being about them wanting their parents back together was the best way you could do it. So again, very happy about this episode. Very satisfied how they did it. So good good job, Casa Grandes. <laughs> All right, let's jump over to the next episode, which is from The Loud House since they only aired one episode from The Loud House, sadly, to... For, for that case, but it is uh, it's a very good episode. It's a Lucy episode. It's called Fright Bite. Um, hold on, wait, what? Yeah, it's called Fright Bite. When a vampire moves into royal woods, Lucy must convince him to turn the Mortician's Club into vampires. So, what did you think about this Lucy episode, Saran? I enjoyed it. I I'm not obviously I'm not far from the biggest Lucy fan. I I like her. But she's not my favorite loud sister. But I think what they did with her in this episode was very good. Very well written. But I will say at the end, uh, not even I was expecting them to actually be filming Vampires of Melancholia. Like, honestly, that, that came as a surprise to me. But overall, the episode was was enjoyable at most. And I definitely would watch it again. Yeah, no, I I agree. Um, I don't have a lot to say on this one, but I'm very happy at least Lucy got another episode because her Lucy only has two episodes this season, and the one she had before was shared with Lola. So, you know, once, once you share an episode with Lola, she basically steals the spotlight. But, yeah, I was very happy for my friend Nino, who's a huge Lucy fan. He was waiting for just a Lucy episode to, like, redeem her and give her a big W. And this episode absolutely did. Especially because the fact that they gave her a big W with, like, you can be in Vampire's Melancholia, her favorite show. Like, that's such a great victory to Lucy. That she and her friends got to be extras in, in her favorite show. That is really cool. Um, and I, re- I like... Uh, they, they, one of the storyboard artists mentioned there's a lot of uh, horror movie references in this episode. So that's pretty cool. But yeah, not a lot to say. Just like a very, just a very good Lucy episode. You know, it's has the Morticia's Club. They're always enjoyable. And I'm just happy for the Lucy fans. They got a, a pretty good episode that really does give Lucy a lot of good spotlight. And yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty good. Yep, that's about as much as I have to say on it as well. Overall, just a good episode. Now, I will say... I liked when they went to the uh, the full normie outfits. That was funny. Oh, yeah. I love the normie outfits. They're great. <laughs> like, Lucy's and uh, haikus are great. Yeah, I, I love that. I also love when, like, Lucy, like, she imagines herself as, <laughs> as a vampire. And she's imagining, like, saying, uh, 
You want some garlic bread, Lucy? <laughs> it's like, oh, wait, you're a vampire. <laughs> oh, wait, Lucy doesn't show up on the photo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was also really weird that she imagined Lori was also there with the family. But it gave me, like, a headcan, like, oh, she probably misses Lori. That's sad. <laughs> yeah. All right, but yeah, I'm sure we'll have a lot to talk about with the next episode, the big Casa Grande first Halloween special! Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> the Halloween special, okay. Uh, Curse of the Candy Goblin. When the kids take, when the kids take trick-or-treating too far, they must return their candy to the neighborhood goblin. Which, I guess someone edited this because originally it said that Carl was supposed to do it, but this isn't a Carl episode. It's a family episode, sadly. I'm sorry, Saran. It's not a Carl special. <laughs> I wish it was. For you. <laughs> See? They actually, they actually did change the synopsis, the plot synopsis, because it did say Carl, didn't it? Yes, yes. The first time we heard about it, it originally was going to say Carl was going to give the the candy to the to, to the goblin. But now, because uh, I, I got this from the wiki, so I guess they changed it to uh, all of them, which makes sense. Because the family episode, not a Carl episode, so. That'd yeah. be false ad- and, advertising. And I know, I know I would have liked the Carl episode, but I will say it was actually probably better with everyone there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like if it was just Carl focused, it wouldn't be as entertaining as this. So my first question to you is, because uh, there is an A plot and a B plot, but I'll start with the A plot. What are your overall thoughts about this being a cut of a Roddy, like a, I was going to Roddy and cousin, like a cousins episode, where it's Bobby, Roddy, and Carlota, Carl, CJ, um, Lalo, you know, all together going trick or treating. And, you know, they're going to wacky shenanigans and, of course, trying to fu- trying to escape the Candy Goblin. What are your thoughts about it being a cousin episode with all of them? Well, I I will say this is my one of my favorite half-hour specials of the show. There's only been wow. six, so there's not, not a lot to pick from. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, I really enjoyed it. Overall, a really good episode. But... Um, it was just nice to see. We haven't gotten a lot where they're all together. There's been very few. Uh, so it's it was just nice to see them together. Uh, like, but the funny, the best part to me was them, um, them icing Carlitos, saying <laughs> you can't do this. Yeah, uh, I love Carlitos in the little ghost costume. Right, he's like, oh. You're so cute, but you can't go. I I love when they even ex- exclude Sergio. Sergio's like, what? I won't do anything. They all look at him like, they know Sergio's full of shit. And I love that. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Three seasons. They, they fall for that again. This isn't Bird that's flown Sergio. They fall for that again. <laughs> and he had a devil costume on. That, that was perfect. Cold. That was very accurate. <laughs> good good job on whoever gave Sergio the devil costume. That is That is perfect casting. <laughs> They know we hate him, just like just like what they know we hate Flip, but they use him a lot. Yeah, I was gonna say like you have your icon as Carl's Elfa Cone. I and of course mine is Roddy as La Tormenta. I love the costumes, uh, like yeah, yes. like Carlota as Alicia, her BFF, which is great. Bobby as a zombie is wonderful. CJ's Hector is so wholesome. Like, uh, I was trying to think of like C- Carlos as that alien thing is so funny. Uh, Maria as the nurse, uh, the, the chaotic nurse when she tries to when she scares Laird. That's great. 
I'm trying to think of what else. Oh, and uh, the uh, Frida had her uh, her jumpsuit from uh, VIP. So that was like a nice callback there. And Rosa was dressed up as a spider, which is a callback that fails from the crypt. Okay, so I love all those little callbacks. So every costume they gave the characters was all very fitting. Yeah, every every costume had a reference to the rest of the show and was very good in the continuity continuity department. My my one complaint about the episode was I'm surprised that they had Laird in the episode but no Sid. Is that weird? A Sid wasn't even there in the apartment. Yeah, they didn't even her. Yeah, it's like why what why wouldn't like Roddy Ann or like the whole family go to her room or her, I guess her her hat or like the room she's in the apartment and go trick or treating there? Why wouldn't they show her? That was so weird. Yeah, that that felt like either purposeful or a complete oversight. Yeah, because like the last Halloween episode we had in the Casa Grandes that's not fails from the crept or bad clock or was that Artery Halloween was New Haunts when her when, when Roddy and Sid went to a Halloween party together. It was weird. It was like the last time they had Halloween, they set up the haunted Mercado, which which they did do this time. But Bobby didn't go trick or treat the last time, but this time he did, which was very weird. I don't know why that happened. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know why he didn't decide last time, but it's okay. It's whatever. <laughs> um, then there's also a B-plot with the adults and Vito. I have some mixed feelings on this B-plot. What do you feel? How do you feel about this with the the Vito, the, the Vito B-plot in this episode? Well, I, I feel like it was, a, it, it was a good plot with a lot of problems to it. Like, it was a good plot, bad execution, basically. Uh, but the joke after one time kind of got predictable. Yeah, I mean, like, when Vito got out of the costume and they're like, we can't move it. It's like, can't you just slice it in half or something? Don't you have, like, a knife yeah. or a chainsaw or something? Like, yeah, I don't know. I felt like they just didn't know what to do. Like, they had the whole thing with the kids, which is the best part of the episode. But for the adults, they had they didn't know what to do with them. So it's like, okay, let's do this veto thing. Oh, it's so funny. But, like, then they just stuck them in the background. And then, you know, the other thing I, I have a problem with is, like, when the kids return and they're telling the adults, oh, we saw a goblin, they're all laughing at them and they're like, oh, you kids and your silly imaginations. And I'm just thinking back to, like, uh, imaginations, guys. Last season you saw a haunted chicken. I don't think a candy yeah. goblin is that hard to believe in this world <laughs> you know a, a haunted chicken a time traveling set of chinese warriors i mean voodoo magic rosa with I mean, her haunted voodoo doll i mean a candy goblin is not too far from being real in this world yeah bad writing like they started <laughs> off good like maria scaring the crap out of Laird, and Rose is scaring the crap out of, um, what's her name? I can never remember the side character's name. Oh, uh, um, oh my gosh, not Margarita. Uh, what, oh my gosh, what is her name? Uh, the one with, like, the one that likes oranges, not oranges. Uh, Maybell. Maybell! That's what it is, Maybell, yeah. Her. Pineapple, yeah. not, not pineapples, what's she like? Mangoes! That's what it is. Mangoes, yeah. <laughs> Do the fruit shake, oh my god. <laughs> I'm trying to remember her those, name. Those parts were funny. The veto part, I could have honestly done without. 
Now, here's the other thing. A controversial opinion, but, uh... So... As, oh, as we all predicted, it was obviously Sergio and Sancho behind this, with Carlitos helping. How did you feel about this? <laughs> um, predictable. Way yeah. too predictable. Yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> it's so easy. It's Casa Grandes. It is so easy to predict that Sergio will cause trouble. Like, the minute I saw that with Sergio, I was like, oh my gosh, of course it is. Who else would it have been? I did like that the twist was that that, that Carlitos was in on it too, though. Like, I liked that. But it's like, of course it would have been Sergio. The only thing I was like, okay, well, I, 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 I get why Sancho would be in it. Because, like, when they get to the house, when Sancho's there, they all step on Sancho. Which is like, that yeah. bird's already broken. You could have killed him, by the way. <laughs> so, yeah, I get it. Sancho gave her No, Sergio and Carlitos, no. But, like... Then they turn around and say the Candy Gob was real anyway, so I will let the twist slide just because. But I'm also a little conflicted on, okay, I think they figured, well, everybody's gonna know that it's Sergio, so let's say the Candy Goblin is real just to, just to mess with them. So I'm, I'm a little conflicted on that ending, you know? Yeah. But yeah, overall, but I think it's a good episode, just because, again, the cousin interactions are probably the best part of the episode. I love how competitive they get. Like, I love how sassy they are, like, especially Roddy Ann, where it's like, they're talking about, like, how much candy they'll get, and Roddy is like, oh, well, you're gonna eat my dust, or like, oh, I'm gonna get the most candy out of you, or like, I love the scene where Bobby and Carl go to hide with her, and he's like, oh, is this your hiding spot? And she's like, no, I'm taking a bath. Yes, this is my hiding spot. <laughs> <laughs> that was the best line of the perfect delivery. I was yes. watching that with, uh, with another friend of mine when it came on and he he was like he was into the episode then that happened and he was all in uh isabella just nails it every time as roddy and i swear she is the best so like just to, to see like again competitive roddy and like uh, bringing back her sassy season one loud house self like like I, like, I love if she, like, tramples on Bobby, or there's a scene where they're going outside, and she, like, she, like, trips Bobby. <laughs> it's so great. Like, there's just such great character stuff in here, where it's like, I was hoping that season three would try to do more cousin stuff. And if you do more of this, like, more episodes with just the whole family involved, like, all the cousins together, I would love that. Like, this was so great just to see them all as a family unit. This stuff I'd like oh. to see more. Definitely. And another another good delivery was Carlota saying, I expect this from Carl, but not you, Ronnie Ann. <laughs> yes. Oh, I love when um, it's uh, Bobby is trying to brag about getting so much candy, and Carlota is like, uh, wait, you only got three pieces of candy? And Bobby's like, just let me have this, or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> He's like so proud of like getting, like it's weird because like, Okay, so the funny thing is, like, Bobby, there's, like, one scene where, um, like, uh, CJ goes to M Margarita, and so Bobby, Bobby goes from behind and just grabs the whole bowl <laughs> of candy. She just, he just steals the whole bowl, which is so funny to me. It's like, these kids are just, like, taking candy. They just stole the bowl. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Those deliveries and the cousin and family trick-or-treating plot make this single-handedly a great episode in one of my favorite half hour specials for those alone. Like I, I can ignore the veto plot and still say 
that I like this episode that much. Yeah, like, I did put on Twitter my controversial hot take that I think Casa Grande is in a better Halloween episode than Loud House. And yeah, oh, I, I agree. It, yeah, because, like, the thing is, like, I, the, the thing is, like, to me, it's the opposite where it's, like, Loud House has a bad A plot and a good B plot, and this has a good A plot and a bad B plot. And I you know a lot of people, like, got on me about, like, oh, well, Tricked is pretty good. I'm like, yeah, it's fine. But I feel like people only remember Tricked for the song. I don't think anybody really remembers the whole episode about, hey, do you remember when Lincoln and Clyde were trying to get candy and they were stalked by bullies who stole their candy and beat them up at one point? Yeah, I totally remember that. I do. Good I the episode a week ago. Yeah, I do remember because I watched it for a rewatch of Loud House. But yeah, I think the B-plot with the twins and Lisa going trick-or-treating is the best part of Lucy, too, in the song. But um, And then I said, my controversial opinion is that I think Loud House did the better Christmas episode than Casa Grande's. What's your take on that? I'd have to agree, mainly because the Christmas episode we got, the last Christmas episode we got, anyway, was Ronnie and Bobby being quite entitled and then 10 seconds of the loud showing up at the end, just to say they did. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's my one criticism of that, that episode of it from it being a good episode is that Roddy and Bobby pushed the neighbors all away for no reason whatsoever other than this is our Christmas, you know? And then it's like, oh, they have to learn at the end that they, that not to be selfish. But, like, why were they in the per- first place? I have no idea. And yeah, I, well, I can't knock down points for the Loud cameo because Lincoln gets one line, so I kind of have to give it a point. But I love Loud to Leap in, it's just a perfect episode. There's no beat in an episode, but that's my controversial opinion. If you like one of the episodes better, that's fine, or all of them, I don't care. But to me, Casa Grandes has a better Halloween special, and Loud has the better Christmas episode. Let's see who has the better Thanksgiving episode that ever happens. Wink, wink. <laughs> wink, wink. You can announce it for November. <laughs> all right. <clears throat> so, yes, that was all the... <laughs> Sorry. Still laughing. So, then, um, is there any other thoughts Other thoughts you have about Curse of the Candy Goblin? No. I just, I just say that this was a better Halloween episode than The Loud House. And it could have done without Vito and his underpants. Yes, I agree. I think it's even better than New Haunts. Like, I like New Haunts, but I don't think it's a good Halloween episode. But I wish this episode could have had a zombie boogie, you know? That's that's the best part of New Haunts, is the zombie boogie. <laughs> I wish you could have had that, like a sequel, but yeah, yeah, whatever. It's fine. <laughs> the cousins make up for this episode being good. That Actually, yeah, that is something. They say they do that every Halloween. Why, they, why didn't they do that? The thing was... Because- the Bobby also, Bob, Roddy had also said her and Bobby put together the Mercado haunted house, or the, they put on a haunted house and they put on the haunted Mercado, and yet Bobby gets to go trick or treating this year. I don't know. <laughs> it's weird. Yeah, why, it's very weird. I, why didn't he go last time? Don't know. <laughs> continuity in the costume, but not as much continuity in the haunted Mercado. There, Casa Grandes, you have good continuity. What's going on here? Don't go downfall on me. <laughs> no, they won't. Selective just... continuity. That's what I'm going to call that. Selective yeah. continuity. They're, they're, they're doing the Loud House trick. The selective continuity. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> okay. 
so yes, that's all the epi- new episodes that premiered, and uh, no, that's that's that. Um, so the last thing I want to discuss with Saran is I've had him on for a few Casa Grande episodes, like special episodes, the season two premiere, and some other things. And of course, season two of Casa Grande is just ended. Like they they have to air two more episodes in the U.S., but that's enough to say that season two is over and season three has just started. So I do have a few questions I want to ask you. Um, talking about season two of Casa Grandes. Um, wh- how do you think season two compares to season one of Casa Grandes? Do you think that is an improvement over season one? What are your overall thoughts on the quality of season two of Casa Grandes? Well, I think episode-wise, ignoring a couple of doozies, namely Bad Cluck, <laughs> the episode girl. quality... That one too, yeah. <laughs> those two, uh, those two, don't bring down the fact that there were more high quality episodes. And yes, I include most, if not all, of the Carl episodes in that uh, than season one. That is entirely fair. Like, I haven't like. The thing is, like, season one has a special place in my heart because there's a lot of episodes I really do enjoy from season one. Season two, however, I think is a step up in quality of, like, the episode structures and telling stories and who what characters to focus on. Because, again, this season was all about, like, okay, Roddy is not the main character anymore. We're going to focus on the other characters that need episodes. And that's good. My main criticism, of course, too many Carl episodes, sadly. <laughs> I know, I, mean, I know, Carl's super fan over here, that's just my main complaint, is way too many Carl episodes that should have went to, like, CJ, or Carlos, who only has one episode of the entire show. So sad. Well, I mean, I think the big part with me is we got DJ Carl this semester, or not this semester, uh, this season. This semester. That's how we yeah. just, just say that season, just semesters, I like Semester, that. yeah. I don't know why I said semester. I'm tired. No, that's fair. <laughs> School on the brain. Yep. No, I mean DJ Carl is great. I mean I love do the fruit shake. So I I will I will give season two a credit for giving us the DJ Carl for you to embrace that. So that's good. Um. Next question is uh if you can remember what are some of your favorite episodes of season two. That come to mind. Well, I mean, I had to put up, I had to pull up a list of episodes just to make sure I covered them all. Oh, I did too. But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, do the fruit shake. You just mentioned that one. That one, that one's a favorite of mine. Um, teacher's fret. No, no. I don't know who's <laughs> who. That that would be anyone's favorite episode. <laughs> An utter mess. That one's that one's amazing. Of course, a classic. Um. Chunkful Force. That one's probably a surprise, but I really like that one. Crank anniversary. Yes. <laughs> of On course. my birthday. Yeah, that was your birthday presents. Thank you, Casa Grandes. Uh, love that one. So good. Uh, Zoom Emergency. That one's also pretty right. Of course. And Operation Popstar. Okay, yeah, those are some very good ones. Um, so I have a few, of course. Of course, Utter Mess, iconic, of course. Prankiversary, 
double iconic. I mean, you cannot put the episodes where Lincoln shows up up in my top ten. It, those two are just, those are my babies. I love them very much. Um, Guilt Trip, of course, the first Bobby, Ronnie, and Focus episode in the entire show. I've been wanting a brother-sister episode from them. I, you know, I, I, I just talked about Lighthouse having the better Christmas episode, but Casa Christmas, because of the loud cameo, also has a special place in my heart. Um, trying to see what else here. Zoom Emergency, of course, who doesn't love the first Sid episode of the entire show. Uh, da, 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 yeah, Operation Popstar 2, Teed Off, oh, and, yeah, and after that would be Teed Off. Teed Off is just perfect. I love that episode. It is fantastic. Like, Prankiversary and Teed Off are probably my two favorite episodes of all of season two. Just, 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 I love them. They're all great. <laughs> I was going to ask the least favorite episodes, but I think we all know what our least favorite episodes are of season yeah, two. Yeah, yeah, there's a 25-minute video on my least favorite episode from Trial Sessions on my YouTube channel. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know. <laughs> uh, to, you know, the, 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 the. The three heavy hitters for me are like Teacher's Fret, Just Be Cool, and Gossipy Girl. But because you mentioned it, controversial opinion, Chocolate Force. Ooh, okay. I think that episode is such a waste of time that it is a, that, that it's just a dream. I don't like those kind of episodes where it's just a dream, you know? I think that was... A stupid way to go about it, and also the fact of like they they just start they just had like a Star Wars reference at the end, even though they named the entire episode after a Star Wars movie. It's like I I don't get it. I really don't get this. Like like you know I I it could have been interesting with like again the family all acting up, but the fact that it was a dream just doesn't make it that that satisfying to me. You know, as an episode. Yeah, but I the thing that comes in for me. I think the best part for me that may, that brings it over the top. I agree with the dream thing that is a cop out, but what I like so much about it is Carl, one of the most rule breaky, loophole finding characters in the show, was telling them to behave. That's true, but also the fact of like the one thing I didn't like either was that we got two back to back Carl episodes that had the same lesson. Of Carl, be a good kid, and they did did a better job of it. It's called it's called Matters of the Cart. It's a better Carl, be a good boy episode than Chocolate Force to me personally. Yeah, I like that one too, but I mean Chocolate Force is just the the levels of self aware irony in it are over the top, and I love it. Yeah, I mean I I can understand that with like oh Carl is the one that has to tell them to behave, but you know. I think it's kind of a really just stupid episode, but, you know, it's okay if you like it. It's fine, but to me, it's like... Sometimes I, I like stupidity. <laughs> I, yeah, <laughs> me too, me too. That, that, sometimes, that, sometimes I have to shove my brain. You know how, like, uh, like in, um, what is it, the, 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 the recent Sid Adelaide episode where they fight off bandits that come fr back to life through Breakfast Bot's malfunction. It's like, yeah, this is really stupid, but I gotta show off my brain for it to make sense. <laughs> yeah. Okay, my last question is, um, since now Season 3 has premiered, uh, what are, what are your overall thoughts on the episodes that have premiered for Season 3, and what do you, how do you feel it's gonna hold up for the future of Season 3 premiering? Well, Season 3 is obviously, like, it's gotten off to a good start with the uh... Halloween special and Date with Destiny. 
And obviously, Unstoppable is one of those you have to shut off your brain for. <laughs> yeah. But it's good if you shut off your brain. But it's it's boding well to continue the Casa Grande's being a consistently good show. Ignoring If you ignore Bad Cluck or if you ignore Teacher's Fret or if you ignore Gossipy Girl, it's had a lot of consistently okay, good, and great episodes to me. And they're just continuing that. And I hope they... They're getting so many accolades as of late that I hope they can keep going with season three and then renew it for more. I haven't seen a spinoff show get this many accolades. I don't think in my life. Yeah, I mean, I've never ha- seen a spinoff show that is just as successful as its main show and just as be- just as great quality as the main show. Like, there are times where I'm like, wow, Casa Grande's did this better than Loud House, or Loud House did this better than Casa Grande's. Like, it's hard for me to, like, I hate to compare them, but sometimes it's like, wow, Casa Grande's did such a great episode. Because, like, with Teen Off, for example, they did a be- better Fairway episode than Loud House, and I couldn't believe that. It's like, Casa Grande's decided to do a Fairway episode, and Loud House did Ghosted. No offense, Ghosted, but you know what you did. <laughs> it's oh, like, it- was that? Sorry? We're going to be talking about that next Saturday. Just oh, saying. <laughs> oh, boy. I got to rewatch that episode. Yay. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, no, I just think Casa Grande's, despite having some dud episodes sometimes, like, again, those three are just, they're just there and then they're gone and we can forget about them. They don't ruin the overall quality or they don't affect the, the continuity. Well, Teacher's Fret, like, I love how A Date with Destiny when uh, Maria's like, oh, I was on a date, Arturo says, been there, which is a, which is a callback to Teacher's Fret, which is like, oh, they're making fun of the fact that that episode is pretty bad. <laughs> you know, so that was good. Nice, uh, nice little callback there. But yeah, no, I think season three is off to a great start because they decided to have a Sid and Adelaide episode, the second episode of season three, which we've been begging them to do for a long time, and they finally did it, which is amazing to me, because season two had the first Sid-focused episode, which was a full special, which was a crazy idea to do, and they actually did it, which was amazing. So the fact that they decided, okay, Sid Adelaide episode, first, first, one of the two first episodes of season three, perfect, you do that. And then Arturo Marie episode we've been wanting, you do that. It's it's like they're, like, and then a hallway special. We want that. They did that. It's like they're crossing off, they're, che- they're checking off a list of things that they haven't done, or I feel like they're seeing what the fan response is, and it's like, okay, the fans want this, okay, we'll do it. Because I remember, like, somebody asking Miguel on Instagram, will there ever be a Halloween special? And he's like, oh, well, I don't know if that'll ever happen. And it was announced. So I'm thinking, like, okay, well, Miguel probably sees what we want from Casa Grande's, and it's just checking off a list of things. It's like, here, 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 here. We'll do that, we'll do that, we'll do that. And just keep going with consistent quality. And, again, I hope Carlos at least gets an episode this season. Come on. His only episode is the first episode of the entire show, and he's never had a single episode since then. Give Carlos a focus episode, okay? And you know what, for this season, instead of Carl getting all the episodes, no offense, Saran, I want this to be CJ season, okay? Give CJ all the episodes, all right? Give Carl a break, okay? He he had a he he's tired from from putting season two on his back. Just give Carl a break, okay? Let CJ handle the season. Would oh no, I can't get mad at that. Oregon the Family is one of my favorite episodes of the entire show. Yeah, and again, CJ didn't get a single focus episode again since that like uh, until the end of season two was spin off. But I think it's a really good episode. So CJ needs to get more to do, but please, just give Carlos, like, three episodes this season. Come on. Here he has one Wait. episode. 
Would yeah. um would shortcut count as a car uh, CJ episode? Shortcut? Uh, well, technically it is, but also it's not because it's shared with Carlota. It's like okay. their episode together. So I don't know. It's hard to say because it's yes and no since they're together. I've always considered that more of a CJ episode because we kind of see a hidden talent of his. But it does start out as a Carlota episode, mainly because she's the one that has to, like, uh, pass her exam for Harry. Right. She just helps him, yeah. It's it's like if you were to say, like, um, I don't know, like, like uh, Fool's Gold be the Hector episode, even though it has all the boys in it. But it's technically me and the boys episode. <laughs> <laughs> or Flight Plan. Flight Plan's not a Carl episode, it's me and the boys episode. <laughs> so, I don't right. know. Well, yeah, like, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I, I'm very hopeful for season three. We don't know what's coming next because we haven't heard anything about what's next for season three, but hopefully we'll find out some news about season three because right now we're on a little hiatus for this month because, because, uh, we are. <laughs> no, no, yeah, but yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, Saran, thank you so much for doing this with me again. I had a lot, I had a fun time talking to you again about Loud House and the, and the, and the Casa Grandes and talking about, you know, the new episodes and, of course, season two. So, again, thank you again so much for doing this with me. Always fun. I'm, I'm glad you asked me to come on. It has definitely been a while since our podcast clash outside of the trio sessions. Yeah, of course. I always love having you on whenever there's a special episode of of, any, of one of the shows, but mainly Casa Grandes since we both started the Casa Grande podcast. So, again, I will definitely have you on again in the future, Whatever that will be, I'm not sure. Maybe when season four premieres, <laughs> I'll have you yeah. on what happens in no, 2022. Hey, yeah. Renew it. Now they renew have to renew it. it. They have yes. to. They have to. Yes, they have to. They have to. If, if Loud House doesn't get a renewal for season seven, just 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 renew Casa Grande's. You could do that. Loud, the main show could end and Casa Grande's could just continue. You know, you could just do that. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> Casa Grande's is doing uh, better than all of the other Nicktoons come. Uh, are doing with no promotion essentially and that's yeah. incredible yeah it's amazing because again like the fact that this spinoff is just as successful as the main show and it's just it's even just the like the same about quality as the main show shows how great it is as a spinoff which is amazing you know so i'm very proud yeah. of the casa grandes and their success but uh yeah saran is there anything any um you know promotion anything you want to plug on my show before we go well, I mean, obviously I do the Ecliptic Explorers podcast, and I'm actually, I had two YouTube channels, I merged them to kind of concentrate more on the content, so I upload the podcast there, and I'm uploading some gaming videos, like um, Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl is getting some videos, I'm doing a lot of Minecraft, and I'll be doing Forza Horizon 5 when that comes out in a couple weeks. But yeah, I'm basically just doing whatever I want over there now, so the YouTube channel is called Saren Santiago. To kind of go in brand with the um, with the Casa Grandes because I started out as that kind of channel, so I kind of kept that brand. So yeah. Okay, so yeah, make sure you follow Saran on YouTube, and I'll put a link in his uh, YouTube in the description, and also because he's probably gonna be posting this on his channel too, I'll link that in the description as well. And as for me, if you have any questions about the podcast or want to discuss the podcast with me, you can contact me over Excite Clips on Twitter or at the podcast's Twitter, Casa Loud Chats. And again, we won't, we don't know what we'll see you next time because we're not sure when new episodes of both shows will be out. November, of course, is gonna be the premiere of the live action movie. I totally forgot. 
forgot about that. We have a date for the live action movie, which is November 26th, so we'll probably see you again eventually to talk about the live action movie, but we don't know about new episodes yet. So, again, Saran, thank you so much for coming on, and hope to see you guys again next time on Castellano Chats.